Welcome to Making America Strong Again, the only program dedicated to inspire you and to inspire a nation with stories of American exceptionalism and national restoration. Join fellow patriots as we rediscover our past, reignite our future, and celebrate America now. Welcome to Making America Strong Again. This is Steve Olds, and it's my privilege to be with you today from our studios in South Florida. Over the last several weeks, we have been talking about the impending elections in 2016. Obviously, there's a lot of conversation, there's a lot of opinions, there's a lot of perspectives, and that's only going to get stronger and more powerful as we move toward November. We've also talked over the last several years about the idea and the importance of citizens becoming active and advocating for America, not simply taking for granted what we're told to do, what we learned when we were a kid, or my mom and dad voted Democrat or Republican their entire life, so therefore I am. This is the time to begin to ask questions, to really understand what people believe, and not simply by what they say, but by what they do. And that's not something you're going to learn from the media. It's not something you're going to learn overnight, because as you already know, there is spin everywhere. So really understanding what's there, why people have the agendas that they do, and all the elements that influence politics at times can be something that just completely wears you out. It's easier just to change the channel. It's easier to turn it off. It's easier to go dive into some mindless entertainment. But the reality is it's crucially important to understand it. And at the same time, over the last several years, we've talked to a ton of business people who have told us, you know what, I'm not going to deal with the political thing because half my can, my customers may be on this side of the aisle or that, and I don't want to annoy anybody, so I'm just going to wash my hands of it. And the reality is that's also taken an easy way out. That's a way to say, you know what, I'm more interested in my business and myself, and I'm not going to play the game. Well, that's one way to do it, but here's the challenge. Every decision that's made by somebody who is elected or appointed to public office is influencing or impacting your business. There's a reason at Patriot Mission that that our organizational purpose is to grow our political influence. And if we do our political influence, we then impact the the growth of liberty. So how do you do that? Well, first of all, you have to decide that it's important. And so today I've got a good friend of mine, Joe Semperviva, who is joining us, who is both a businessman He's also been in the political world as a young man, as an intern in the Reagan era, and now is pursuing public office. And Joe, first of all, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Steve. I really appreciate it. It's great to have you here, my friend. So, Joe, you've kind of come full circle. You you started as a young man. What was it that inspired you to become an intern for President Reagan? Well, you know, being in business, uh, politics and business – unfortunately, go hand in hand. Uh, Politicians in D.C. are making decisions that uh, change the direction of businesses every single day, whether small or large uh, businesses. And I remember sitting on the shaggy carpet of my mom and dad's house watching the debate between Carter and Ronald Reagan and my dad fist pumping to Ronald Reagan's comments and uh, me being moved and inspired by President Reagan's words. And I was in college and decided I was going to do an internship. Well, <laughs> I thought it was that easy, but I found out there was 3,000 applicants for one position. 
and I updated my resume constantly and I kept on sending it to, to California because this was post-presidency, obviously. And finally, the day before I graduated college, I started out in the beginning of the semester. By the end of the semester, um, I get notified. It's down between you and three people, Stanford, Harvard, and little New Mexico State University. That was my alma mater at the time. And so um, I said, what can I do to get this to get this job because I, you know, I'm running this cookie company. I'm doing sales and manufacturing and everything else. What can I do to become an intern? I love President Ronald Reagan. I can even recite speeches if you'd like me to. <laughs> and they already had me out there. They interviewed me. They did the whole process. My my, um, they said, look, you've already been screened. You've been background checked. It, it's really the competition. Just keep on sending us your resume. Well, literally, it was the day before I graduated. I got the call and said, you've been accepted. And one of the questions during the interview process with both Secret Service and the staff at uh, Reagan's office is, why do you want to do this? I said, here's a man that has been on both aisles, both sides of the aisle. Democrat first became a Republican. Here's a man that was involved in a union, Screen Actors Guild, that went against the union. Here's a man that has always been an American and a patriot from a very poor family and now not so poor. He's lived the American life. He's seen everything. He embodies being an American, being patriotic. What better man to work for? So I was selected and I was uh, very fortunate. It was a one-year job. I told him I can do it for three months because I have to go back to work to make a living. And they laughed and they said, well, you know, Ronnie, (laughs) Ronald Reagan would be uh, proud of you. But he came up to me my very first day of work, walked right up to me I never expected him to show up to work because I'm reading the USA Today and it says he's in a corner at his home slobbering. So untrue. Walked in very first day, dressed to the nines, extends his hand. I'm standing. I'm choked up. I'm crying. And he says, hi. You must, he said, you must be Joe. I'm Ronnie. And he, he shook my hand. I was like, hello, Mr. President. <laughs> and then he leans in and he whispers, um, you and I have to stick together. I said, yes, sir, Mr. President. But why do you say that? He goes, because you're the only other man in the office. Because it was all, there's six of us and five <laughs> were female. And it was, you know, he, so uh, what a, what an experience. So you had, you had an awesome time. How, how did that, how did that experience influence you both personally and professionally with respect to your business? Well, you know, you have to be personable and you have to realize that politically, politicians have no idea what they're doing. You know, they're, they're, they're signing the back of their check when they go to deposit it, and it's taxpayers' money. As a businessman, I'm responsible for every single action. There is a reaction. So I have to sign the front of the check for my team members and for my suppliers. And I realize I need to remove as much government out of the process as possible. And what I mean by that is in, in a 40-hour work week, I would spend 36 out of 40 of my hours just doing government paperwork. So in order for me to be effective, I can't work 40 hours a week because that means I'm only applying four hours to the success of my company. So that pushes my time to 80, 90, 100 hours a week just assigned to my business and the other 36 hours a week, 32 to 36 hours a week in doing other things that I'm doing. So Joe, let me get this straight. If I'm a business owner 
and I'm planning on working 40 hours a week, number one, I may want to revisit that plan. But number two, 36 out of 40 hours, you have to dedicate in your business to government compliance. What, what kind of business do you operate, and why is it so uh, such a huge percentage of your time? So that's a fantastic question, Steve. So I, I make sugar-free cookies. I'm a diabetic, started the company with my mom and my dad 29 years ago. I've created multiple corporations and companies over the course of that 29 years outside of just cookies. But in my cookie company, I have to deal with the Department of Agriculture. I have to deal with the FDA, the EPA, OSHA, Department of Labor, Bureau of Labor Statistics, um, IRS, tax and revenue in multiple states that I do business in. I have to deal with um, exportation laws, dealing with 47 different countries at all of which have separate rules and regulations that we have to familiarize ourselves with. We have to deal with the state EPA laws. We have to deal with the health and human services. We have to deal with the Department of Health. It goes on and on and on. And everyone has conflicting information. You have to deal with the CFRs. Um, what are CFRs? So these are the rules for, um, for the regulations for the food industry. And you have to read every single paragraph to familiarize yourself with it. And we deal with um, unemployment office, and it just it just goes on and on. So it's exhausting. And I can tell you point blank, there's no way you can understand all the different rules and regulations in the industry. You just can't. So, Joe, let me ask you this question. You've been in business for 29 years. You have a very successful, large-growing company. Mm-hmm. And the influence, the political influence that has created much of the bureaucracy with which you now have to contend, the political influence that drove those rules and regulations either was driven to positive action by people, citizens who voted for something, or who allowed people to come into office who essentially created the bureaucracy. So looking back on it now, could you have created the company you have now if you were starting from scratch? No. Absolutely not. Um, and I, it's heartbreaking to say that. And the reason is, is the compliance issue now is much bigger. Uh, there's much more depth to it now than there were well, than, than there was 29 years ago. I'll give you some examples. Uh, corporations are be given uh, from a tax burden standpoint, a regulatory burden uh, standpoint. Uh, there's so much more for them to do on a compliance standpoint. They have to raise more money for their companies. So they're doing slotting fees and free fill. And they're pushing that to the businesses. So if you want to get on their shelf, you're cutting a six-figure check. Back when I started 29 years ago, uh, that was not the case. Best product made it to the shelf. Now, government does not need to intervene to say all products need to make it to the shelf. That's not what needs to happen. We need to be more creative as business owners. We have to be uh, more flexible as business owners. And we have to be very unique to get on that shelf. We have to do guerrilla marketing email campaigns from our customers to put the pressure on the companies to take our product on. I know the Speaker of the House in the state of Florida. I knew, I know the designee and the future designee after that. I would never want them to create a law to benefit my company because I have access to them. The last thing I want is to have favoritism and to be treated better. And I just had a meeting with them at the RNC and they said, we love your story you don't ever ask for a favor for a law to be passed for your business. And that's right. We need to be creative and competitive. That's why my cookies sell for $1 or a bag at retail at Dollar Tree and Dollar General and not 3 and $4 a bag. So, Joe, when we come back from the break, I really want to drill down into this conversation because 
what you just described is the antithesis of what most people understand is happening behind the scenes, especially those that may be considering right now starting a company. Um, the idea of having to deal with the compliance and the HR, it's easier, just like we talked about at the opening of the show, it's easier to just throw your hands up and say, too much trouble, except that what we're up against right now is the republic and the survival of the republic and the importance of maintaining a free market and free market enterprise is hugely important. So being able to understand how you as a business owner can not only, if you had to start up now, where you would look and then how you would influence a political spectrum. So we'll be right back and we'll dig right into those ideas. Making America Strong Again is brought to you by Patriot Mission. To learn more about national restoration, get free resources at www.makingamericastrongagain.com. This is Steve Schwartz with pdgo.com. We've been in business for over 15 years and have created over 1,000 websites for clients across the USA and across the world. We help our clients have a custom, affordable website, and we teach them personally how they can very easily update the information on their websites themselves anytime they want to without being a techie. Take a look at pdgo.com and see samples of our work and testimonials that clients have said about our service. pdgo.com. Again, pdgo.com. Hi, this is Kelly Fisher, a supporter of the Making America Strong Again mission and your local real estate professional here on the Treasure Coast. It has been my honor to serve our wonderful community since 2003, and with over 1,500 home sales over the past 21 years, it's my hope that you will consider the Kelly Fisher team at Treasure Coast Sotheby's International Realty for all your real estate needs. Whether you are buying, selling, investing, or just need some friendly advice, our mission is to serve you with integrity and to negotiate your best deal. We offer concierge real estate services to beautiful homes in every price range. Please visit us at kellysoldmyhome.com and may we also invite you to view over 100 raving fan client testimonials on zillow.com and realtor.com. Please call me at 772-321-6905. Welcome back to Making America Strong Again, the program dedicated to inspire you and to inspire a nation with stories of American exceptionalism and national restoration. Once again, here's your host, Steve Olds. Well, thanks again for being with us today. I want to really give a quick shout out to our podcast listeners and those that are going to patriotpodcast.com every week to download our most current episodes. Please share that with everybody. If you're listening on iHeartRadio or one of our other affiliates, we thank you for that across the country. Today we're in a big discussion about business, about political influence, and about the future of the country and the importance of driving a grassroots capitalist strategy. And in the face of that challenge, we have to look at all the rules and regulations. It's easy to back up and say, too much trouble, I'll just let somebody else deal with it. Unfortunately, that leads to the extermination of the republic. That may be a little harsh, but the reality is it's the truth. If enough people give up and quit and roll over, you have anarchy. Today in the studio with me is Joe Semperviva, who is the owner of a very large global company. Joe, 
thanks again for being with us today. Thanks for having me, and thanks for sharing the patriotic message and to really push for unity um, in, across not only in this community but across the country. It was it's really needed, and you're you're filling that need. Well, I appreciate that, Joe. One, one of the things that we believe is true is that a lot of people are swayed emotionally because of very powerful pitch people on yeah. <laughs> both sides of the aisle. True. It's easy to get caught up in the emotion of the moment, uh, whether it's a political moment, whether it's a business idea, whether it's just a motivational speaker. But the real issue is the impact and the result. So right now you have six kids. I have a couple of kids. And they're now married, starting their own families. It's an exciting time. But the question is, what does the future look like? And right now, we're seeing a trend. Gallup pointed out, uh, actually, at the beginning of last year, that the number of startup businesses is now lower than the number of business failures. They call that a really bad trend. Yeah. So now, if it, we talked about in the first segment that if you were going to start your international business now, instead of 29 years ago, it would be almost impossible to do. For the person who's looking at the idea, man, I would really love to get into business. I want to create forward momentum for my family, for myself, for my community in the country. But yet I got all this to overcome. What, what's your counsel to that young person or that individual saying, well, should I or shouldn't I? Well, my advice is always you should, no matter what. Regardless of the obstacles that are placed in your pathway, we go over, under, or around. As simple as that. So I have a consultation company. I charge $450 an hour. It's one of my other businesses. I donate my time to any small business owner that wants to get started. They don't have the revenue. I donate my time and energy. And anybody in this country can call me at 772-321-1114. That's my cell phone number. So if you're listening to the Steve Old Show for Patriot Mission and you want free advice, you call me on your cell. You mentioned that you've listened to the show and you automatically get free consultation time to how to get started. Here's why it's important. We have to we have to create liberty and freedom. And that is created by jobs. That's the underlying thing. If we get people to work, they don't need the government. They don't need the nanny state. They don't need that welfare check or, you know, a HUD subsidized home. If we get people off of the benefits, the free benefits, and we get them to work, we make America strong again. Then we have people contributing to the base. And guess what they get to do? This is the ripple effect. They get to call their senators. They get to call their congressmen. They get to create jobs and all their employees get to do the same thing. They say, hey, we're influencers now. You're not going to pass this law. Obamacare? No way. Just make health insurance, go across state lines and become competitive. That will drive our premiums down. We wouldn't have gotten Obamacare or ACA if that would have happened. So that's how we unite, and that's how we make a difference, and that's how we create momentum in this country. So, Joe, let me ask you this question, because what you're really talking about is political influence and the importance of every individual taking on the responsibility. I own the responsibility to get smart. I own the responsibility to figure out what I'm being pitched on daily. Everybody that is running for office has got a story, has got an agenda, which is fine. That's one of the beauties of being American. But the real question is, is that agenda at its core going to impact my family positively or not. So I have to make a decision to start to learn and study. And I submit that there are a ton of folks who really in their most quiet private moments don't have any idea where to begin. You had an amazing opportunity to be an intern with a president of the United States. 
especially one that promoted free market capitalism and all the things that President Reagan did. But regardless, if we're starting again right now from a clean sheet of paper, how do I begin to learn about politics? If I really want to understand, where, where do you recommend people start? They start locally. Um, the best thing to do is f- you will find some candidates at a local level that really love the not only their community but the country. And they'll be happy to mentor. They'll take you under their wing and to teach you about the political process. And for me, I did the exact thing. I I teach. I'm an adjunct professor at one of the local schools. And I teach real estate on Saturdays, eight hours every Saturday. And one of of my students, I said, here's a Republican-Democrat test. Take it. He goes, well, my family's been Democrat. I said, you'll be amazed at the results of the exam when you take it because I knew he was conservative. Sure enough, he came back Republican. He said, what do I do? I said, go to your local Republican executive committee and sign up and tell them you want to be engaged and involved. And he did. He said, now what do I do? I said, mentor. You know, be mentored. So we contacted a candidate and said, a good candidate? Would you put him under the uh, put him under you and teach him the whole process? He goes absolutely. He now works for me in my real in one of my other businesses, uh, my brokerage firm, and I'm teaching him about the political st- process as well and how to be involved and be engaged. All you have to do is find your local party, call them up, and say I want to be active. I want to be involved. I want to meet a county commissioner, a mayor, a, a you know city council, whatever it is, and you'll be f- surprised. Um, how many people want to help out. But you have to find one that is aligned to your political views. You want someone who's a patriot. You want somebody who loves our Bill of Rights and our founding fathers and their vision and mission for this country. And they're the ones that you want to be a mentee. You know, you want to you have mentor you. So, Joe, one of the things that we often get asked at, at our uh, patriot mission organization because we, we by definition and by charter we chose to be a for-profit company we talk about creating political influence in the grassroots but we do that without promoting parties candidates or right. ballot initiatives but we do it because we want to promote the individual citizen to take the responsibility to get engaged so even for example in the case where somebody maybe grew up on one side of the aisle or the other. The fact is, as a citizen, you have not only a right but an obligation to ask those that have been hired or appointed by the constituencies for answers to questions. You told me in conversations we've had off air, you like to ask hard questions. Yes. In the last minute that we have, how would you counsel or mentor somebody on really having the gumption to ask elected or appointed individuals the tough questions? Number one, understand the issue. Ever before you go to a meeting to ask a question, understand it. Let's go to Second Amendment as a basic uh, question. So many times people say, well, I'm pro-gun. What is your stance on the Second Amendment? Eh, It's a wrong question. We have to TRQ. We have to ask the right question. So what we do is we understand the Second Amendment and say, okay, so now here's a, a United States senator and saying, are you in favor of eliminating the restrictions for the NFA, the National Firearms Act. That's a specific question. Let them say yes or no. Are you are you in favor of or do you oppose elimination of gun-free zones? Very point don't don't tell them your opinion cuz 
that doesn't really matter. What matters is be specific with your question. Understand what's going on. You want to eliminate gun-free zones. You want people to be able to carry firearms in church, you know, in, uh, in uh, alcohol establishments, etc. So at the end of the day, asking tough questions is really important. Asking them, I imagine, how they've come to the conclusions is also quite helpful. Joe, in the last couple of seconds we have, if folks really want to connect with you because it's you've got a great story, what's the best way to do it? You can call me on my cell phone, 772-321-1114, 772-321-1114. Joe, thanks for your time today. 